Johnny Fox podcast. On this podcast, we learn about how to be resilient, how to be more disciplined, how to be more motivated, and what's the secret on achieving our goals. Our host, Johnny, has most than 20 years of experience as a life coach and sports coach. He's a recognized comedian and a journalist. With him, we will learn how to be more disciplined, how to be more motivated, and what tricks and habits can help us create the life that we want. Welcome once again to the Johnny Fox podcast. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about grit and what things can we take from the Stoic philosophy to be more disciplined. As always, we will talk with our coach, Johnny Fox. So how are you, Johnny, today? Hi, Maria. Yes, I'm doing very well, thanks. And uh, it's great to be here for the Johnny Fox podcast, episode number five. Amazing, Johnny. Since we are talking about discipline, perseverance, we are going to talk a little bit about today's society. You know, we have become the society of the click, where we can have anything in a moment, from buying a product to having information. So do you think that's the reason for the loss of that perseverance culture that we had maybe earlier? Yes, Maria, I, I think that's a good... Um... Good synopsis of it. I, I think that we we have things too easy now. It's it's it is all. Nobody has to work for anything. You know, it's it's we can just go on Amazon and buy it, um, and just it, back in years gone by, we would have to really work for it, and so that would we would develop a very sort of stoic and gritty attitude towards achieving things. And I feel that in a modern society, because of the click generation, that has been lost. And so we really need to get back to our roots and um, get back to some of those stoic philosophies. Yes, I, I think actually my grandparents, maybe your parents, were very hardworking, very disciplined, very perseverance. And we lost a little bit of that hardworking type of mentality. Absolutely, Maria. I mean, if we go back to the, the Second World War, you know, my grandpa was a Japanese prisoner of war there and a war hero. He survived, you know, incredible atrocities. And to get through that, he had to be, you know, so stoic and gritty and determined because people were dying all around him. And, you know, he lost a massive amount of body weight and he's, he was six foot tall. So, you know, his parents didn't recognize him when he came back to the train station in England after the war. I always think of he inspires me every day. He sadly passed away 2001, but his, his stoic attitude and what got him through there is something that, you know, I try and adopt every day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. It's these type of people that we, I think we, we have lost some some of them i think they they really inspire us to really to really work to really pursue to really be hard working and to go a little bit as you said to early ages so today as you mentioned we are talking about the stoics and the learnings they gave us so if somebody doesn't know 
who are Stoics? Stoicism is a school of philosophy that hails from ancient Greece and Rome in the early parts of the third century. It's a philosophy of life that maximizes positive emotions, reduces negative emotions, and helps individuals to hone their virtues of character. So, sounds amazing. How would you define a Stoic uh, person? Well, Maria, I think a Stoic person is somebody that is able to live a very simple life. You know, I think the human experience really to really get back to basics you need to live a simple life and 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 survive on you know say just minimal food and and say one set of clothes it's a good practice that you can maybe one week in every four so once some one week of every month live on basic rations you know minimal food and just live out you know live with one one or two sets of clothes and get back to basics and maybe maybe don't use your car just walk everywhere and or run preferably to keep active and i think you you can really you reconnect with yourself you, your inherent values as to what's important as a, as a human being on planet earth will will come back to the fore yes i, I think as as you said that we we have to be more simplistic of our lives. I think later on we will talk about the their daily practices. But I think also an stoic person for me, someone who takes responsibility for the for their situation, doesn't have that victim mentality that we see nowadays. So I think taking responsibility is, is something that we learn from that. Yes, Maria, and and I think it's it's building character, isn't it? You know, like that's living that way really develops character and courage and all the, the qualities that make successful human beings successful and so i think it's a practice to make it a routine of getting back to basics one week in every four is is something that i will preach to my my coaching clients and and encourage them to do because i think it's also a form of leaping out of their comfort zones a bit because as we tie it in back to the click generation, we just have it too easy these days and we, do, we, don't, we don't struggle enough and realize how lucky we are. Yeah, sure. As you said, maybe a couple of podcasts earlier, you, you mentioned that you also uh, try to, to tell your clients that really um, creating that resolutive mentality that focusing on the problem it's not the solution yes absolutely maria and i think with the resilience i mean resilience ties in with grit and determination and stoicism as well i think they all go together they're all in the same family and uh, it all circles back round to that but I, i think it should be they should be a foundation you know the stoic principles and developing grit and determination should be at the foundation of everything that we do and then once we have a, a platform there we can we can build our successful lives from there yeah i think also stoicism is considered 
for some people to be a little bit cold or lacking sensitivity and compassion. So what are your thoughts on that? Yes, Maria, that's uh, interesting to hear that. Um, I haven't heard that so often, but but I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I, I think, again, it comes down to the fact that it's just it's just hard, right, to embrace stoicism and, and to practice some of the principles people aren't prepared to you know to challenge themselves and and suffer a little bit whereas if they only knew that on the other side of that is a sense of accomplishment and achievement that you just can't buy these days so um it it would really it would really change their lives for the better if they could adopt those kind of principles and just uh, dare to jump out of their comfort zones a bit more. Yes, I think I have to agree on you because I think we are, the current society, is, it's comfortable being comfortable. And stoicism puts us in a comfortable place to really try new things, to really put us in a, in a place that we are not comfortable. And I think maybe that's the reason that some people criticize it a little bit. Yes, Maria. Well, people are uncomfortable or they're uncomfortable being uncomfortable, basically. So, you know, that it's, it goes without saying that they would think have some kind of negative thoughts to the stoic principles at times. But but really, if you look at the bigger picture, for me, yeah. it's it's just positive. Yeah, for sure. I think within stoicism, there are many habits that that they recommend from focusing on what we can't control, meditating, live with arete. This is about being your, your best version in here and now that we have talked in a couple of podcasts already. Setting a morning routine. Then we did a podcast uh, last week. If somebody hasn't listened to it, Stoicism recommends journaling about our day, looking for positive amid negative, cutting out distractions, stillness and using our time well. So which of these qualities should we adopt according to your criteria as a coach? Well, Maria, according to my criteria as a coach, I mean that they all have value in different ways. But I think the, the ones that I can most relate to, and I can share another story that I actually, if we know the, the whole van living movement, as a way of living in a very stoic way, I did the van life for just over a year back in 2018 and, and would sleep in my, my van. It was a converted, it had a bed in there. And so lived a very minimal existence that way. Um, and so, so they would be the kind of principles that I would advocate for my clients um, just you know, getting back to basics and living with the bare minimum of what you need and then building everything up from there. So maybe also uh, reducing, I don't know, our footprint or our consumerism. Yes, Munir, absolutely. I now have an apartment um, and I, I now don't run a car, so I've reduced my carbon footprint that way. But I think... If I was to go back to that life as an experiment, 
then I would for sure get an electric car. So I'm very focused on my next vehicle being an electric one, hopefully a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, I think also the live with RT that Estuis mentioned about being our best version here and now, putting our best self in everything that we do is something that we should all learn to do. Yes, Maria, absolutely. You know, we should definitely be focused on creating the best version of ourselves every day and putting that on display whenever we're out and about. And I think like we talked about developing, showing our personalities, you know, we, if you want to be a, a magnetizing personality and show that you have charisma, you have to develop these skills and not keep them hidden um, and, and live authentically. I think if people can do more of that, then, you know, it will, it will develop their personalities and, and they'll be you know, able to live better, more creative and more uh, successful and fulfilling lives. Yes, for sure. I think you mentioned authenticity. So we feel that you are very authentic in everything that you do. So what habits do you have that are very much from stoics, stoicism? Yes, Maria, I think that habits I have that you could say do inherit from stoicism, um, definitely the being authentic, trying to speak the truth, trying to speak my truth whenever possible. I mean, all the time. I mean, I don't often you have to gauge a situation where, as Jack Nicholson would say in A Few Good Men, you know, you can't handle the truth. But, you know, can these people handle the truth? But basically, I will always speak the truth and they will deal with it one way or another. And because it's and if, we, if we were all speaking the truth and being authentic, <laughs> it would we'd attract the right people around us. And we'd be focusing on the right things and the solutions and everything would just, we would start attracting it, the right things and life would change like beyond measure. Yeah, I think uh, being authentic comes along with confidence and your self-confidence as you mentioned in a, in a video you did a week ago, I think, and that you mentioned that some of us don't ask about what we want in life because of well confidence or what people would say to us so i think authenticity comes from being very confident about who who we are absolutely right maria yes being confident in our own skin and and who we are and that we share who we are all the time and it takes time to get to that stage and in the beginning you'll maybe share certain elements and and be as you know a certain level of, auth of authentic but ultimately i think if you keep doing the right things and building the courage muscle showing more of yourself then all these these little habits will will build together to create the the ultimate package of, of a you know, a successful and fulfilling life. Yes, completely sure. Now let's talk about grit. For people who don't know what grit is, it's a 
is described as a personality trait possessed by individuals who demonstrate passion and perseverance toward a goal, despite being confronted by significant obstacles and distraction. So those who possesses high level of read are, are able to self-regulate and postpone their need for positive reinforcement while working diligently on a task. In internet, we can find tests that calculates our current our current read. So having a better score in those tests can signify that we are more likely to achieve our goals since we have a lot of determination, perseverance, and discipline. So what can we do to develop that grit, that determination to achieve over 20, 22 goals, for example? Well, that's a great question. What I mean, really, it comes back to getting the, all the habits in place and making the making goals. You, I know you're a big goals person, and having targets for the next month and the next six months ahead. And when we start to put these all together, then we get focused on completion and. I think that's the other thing I've talked about this before that we've got to finish things that we start and because so often people will start something and never finish it and you need grit to finish something this is what you this is what running a marathon teaches you you know you get to the 32k marker and you've got 10k to go and this is where you know they call it the business end of the marathon this is where it's going to hurt and this is where people might give up. And, but this is where you have to dig in. And this is where you develop grit in situations like the last 10K of a marathon and any other similar situations in life. Um, you know, it's a perfect metaphor, really, that you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you need to run that final 10K to cross the finish line. And... And really just by creating the right habits and routines and practices, we can develop the grit and determination as we go. And then we'll look back six months later and we won't recognize the person that we've become. Yes, I think as you mentioned in a marathon, the 32K is when it starts to be really difficult. And I think it's really, it's the time that you are you are struggling with your mind, with your brain. And I think practicing on a sport and really creating a strength, muscle strength in your body and really bring effort on it, I think that creates grit. Really being perseverance, especially doing sports. I think practicing some type of exercise can create grit. I think there are also different types of grit as in physical but also mental and emotional grit and of course something like a marathon you'll develop all three in that final 10k of the race and then you just need to look for other life challenges where you'll do the same and you know kind of expand into all areas of your life and try and jump out of your comfort zone like a like spider out into eight different areas of, of life 
and adopt the same practices for all. Yes, I think there's type there's that three types of read that you mentioned, and I think we we should find actions that works uh, toward all of them to really develop them: the emotional, the the physical one. So all of three, I think, we should develop. Absolutely right, Maria. Um, I think in certain ways we can develop them with different practices and different routines and habits. But we just, you know, during everyday life, like I, like I go back to, circle back round to the, the starting what you finish, you know, I think if you can, I think you, you get a hit of dopamine, don't you, when you finish, if you're just doing the dishes or you're just doing your laundry or it's a little thing. When we finish our runs, we do our runs or we do our exercise in the morning, morning walk, Com completing something, completion, you get the hit of dopamine. And that's also just developing grit alongside without you realizing. And, and it's just layering day after day, these same practices. And then before you know it, like we say, you know, six months down the line, you'll be a transformed person. Yes, I think, as you mentioned earlier, we, we should go back to, to that simplicity. And I think in simplicity as finishing the task that we do or chores in the home, in the house, and we can really develop the majority of the things in life. In this case, greed, that discipline, a person of work, a person who is valuable in everything that we do. So I think in something that, that simple of doing our chores and finishing them can develop our grid and our grid has an impact, especially in our career, in our personal life, in our marriage life in case. So. Yes, Maria, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I think it comes back as well to your living space doing all your chores as well as the completion factor means that you have that the clarity of space around you you know where everything is um you know i have my apartment set up a very specific way so that i'm super organized and will always be on time um, and know where everything is at any moment and this this and this helps you get to the finish line with tasks as well but it all it all blends together eventually but but if you analyzed it forensically it's layered layer upon layer of these of these habits of which grit is embedded in the middle yes i think um completely agree with what what you have said they recommend actually five actions or five tips in order to increase our grit. As I mentioned earlier, there are some a couple of tests that all of us can do in the internet that tries to measure our current grit. So let's discuss these tips to increase our grit. So let's start with the first one. As you said, I'm someone who is very big <laughs> on defining goals. So the first one that they recommend is define your goals well and commit to them. So 
How do you plan or achieve your goals? This is what they recommend, to really be clear on what we want and really be committed if we want to develop or agree. What are your thoughts on that first tip, Johnny? Yes, so this is determining got our goals, right? Being Having clarity of thought and mind on, on goals. Yes, defining our goals and be committed to them. That's the first tip that they say, to develop our grit. Yes, I mean, I think the good old-fashioned brainstorming session is a great way of doing it. Pen and paper and or, or laptop screen, but you can d define, really figure out what your, your goals and dreams are for the next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years and beyond. And, and then once you've got clarity on those, you can break them all down and, and of course work on shorter term goals to reach the longer term ones. Yes, I think it's important to, to cut down since five, 10 years, maybe are some pretty big goals there. So the second one tip is to don't get confused with many small goals choose uh, to have big goals and be clear stated. So not quantity, if not quality is what they recommend. The third tip that they recommend is to fall in love with what we do. And the fourth is for example, staying motivated. And I think you as a coach has really listened the question. Someone has questioned you, how do you stay motivated? So we want to, to ask you, how do you do it? How do you stay motivated? Well, Maria, you stay motivated by keeping focused on uh, the, the prize, keeping your eyes on the prize, as they say, and the outcome that you're striving for, keeping that focused on that, having that center stage in your thoughts. And, and I think people are, often use vision boards and so that they're seeing that, you know, they have that around their houses or their apartments on mirrors or on fridges or wherever it may be. They're seeing their goals. They're seeing that, you know, that if it's a, the dream home on the ocean, they're seeing it every day and that keeps them focused and motivated to keep doing the work day after day, day after day week after week to eventually get towards that dream home and stay motivated. Yes, actually I'm very big on, on vision boards. I I think since the past, since the last, I don't know, eight years, I have had vision boards and I can't confirm that they work, but they work if you put also the effort. So do you have uh, a vision board currently at your apartment? Yes, Maria, that's a good question. I What I tend to do these days is that I kind of have elements of vision all around and then certain books I have prominently displayed. Um, I have a picture of London, the River Thames and the London Eye. And I also use a lot of videos. So I, I quite like the idea of a, a video vision board. So if I've got my dream of owning an electric Porsche, then I'll go and find the best video on YouTube reviewing an electric Porsche. I think the Cayman is the current 
go-to model there. And I will have that on my screen set up. So I use my laptop set up a certain way. I'll have, I kind of use that as a vision board, if you like. And I'll have multiple windows open at a time. And then I can scroll between them and, you know, be watching a video on, on the Cayman electric Porsche. Or likewise, a, a, a similar video on a, a, you know, a house on the ocean whatever it may be but um so i suppose it's sort of a tech a modern tech version of, of a vision board yeah I, I haven't heard that some people do video video vision boards but yeah it's interesting to know i think a lot of people also do uh, visualizing so maybe can work from if someone is listening to us can maybe work for you if you visualize the thing that you want the electric porch, your house, near the river, whatever you want. Yes, Maria, it's certainly the, the mental visioning factor is, is a big part of the whole psychological process. And certainly there's, that's in there as well. Um, I try and do that in the beginning when I'm coming up with the ideas visualization for the actual say the, the videos that I want to go and watch and I have it in my mind in the beginning as the kind of place that I want to live um, that you know that dream house on the ocean or whatever it might be the, how will my career set up visualize that um, so yeah the power of visualization is definitely something I've I've learned uh, oh, during this the, psych the psychology uh, elements of my education over the last 20, 25 years. Yes, I think to finish this podcast, the last tip that they mentioned to develop or agree is don't be afraid of failure and learn from them. That's the important things. Learning from our mistakes, our failures. So do you want to add a phrase something to end this podcast to the sentence of learning about failures yes Maria, i i'd love to I, I think that's a great way to end episode five of the johnny fox podcast and i think i've actually summed it up here that grit and determination and the whole stoic philosophy is basically moving forward in spite of fear, rejection, and failures, and staying focused on the positive and learning to fend off the negative. So I would say that failures, absolutely, failures and rejection are going to come thick and fast, but you've just got to, there's nothing better to develop grit, determination, and resilience than just learning to handle rejection and failure and, and come back stronger and learning to create success from those situations. We have heard uh, Johnny Fox. As always, it has been a pleasure, Johnny. I think we are all going to think a little more about our current grid and our determination. You can find Johnny on platforms like Instagram at VCJohnny73, on TikTok as Johnny Fox, 
Facebook as BC Johnny Fox 2. His websites are bcjohnny.com or workshop your life, where you can check all his services and his availability for coaching sessions. So Johnny, it's been a pleasure. Yes, it's been a pleasure, Maria. Thank you very much once again for co-hosting the podcast with me here and uh, look forward to next week and episode six. So yes, we will see you next week. So have a nice week and see you. Take care. Bye.